Welcome to the Water and Stone podcast. You are listening to episode number 89. We'd like to share with you our Sunday worship service for October 21st, 2018. The lesson title is Fulfillment. It's the third of the series Inside Out, which takes us through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Love is the truth about you. It's time to show the world. So our scripture for today... Matthew 5, 17, do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Now that must have been really frustrating to hear. It must have been a really a pain in the neck to hear that. Because it would be so tempting to have somebody come and say, no, 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 don't worry about that old stuff, we're going to throw it away. We have something new and improved. We have a New Testament, it's shiny. You know what I mean? And in fact, throughout the history of religiosity, then and really now, there's this idea that throw away the old stuff, we're going to bring you something new. Oh, we used to worship trees, now it's rocks. Now it's the sky, now it's the sun, now it's Liberace. It could be anything. I like Liberace, but you know what I mean. I'm not my brother's keeper, my brother George even. But anyway, it's a deep Liberace cut. Anyway. People were used to the idea that a hero would come along and tell you to throw everything in the garbage and start over. Over and over and over and over again. And here's Jesus saying, no, 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 we're going to do this. But as it turns out, there is a simple, sweet, honest, loving, brave, revolutionary way to be that will fulfill all of those requirements and all of those obligations. In other words, guys, life doesn't have to be so complicated. There is a very simple set of ideas, really just one, just love each other. And all of the other stuff will work itself out, and nobody wanted to hear that. (laughs) And I get it. I get it. I profoundly get it. I think we all do, because everybody's had that moment, maybe many times, probably many times. Everybody's had that moment where everything that you did before just doesn't apply anymore. Those old rules, those old old ways of treating myself and other people, it just doesn't fit. Everybody knows that feeling, that beautiful feeling of growing pains of, oh, not anymore. And that temptation to just chuck it all, you know? Everybody knows that. Whether it happens in an easy way where you just grow out of something like a child outgrowing clothes... You're bigger now. Whether you have that moment where you're like, you know what, no more of that. I'm sick of hurting in that way. I'm going to hurt in some other interesting way. (laughs) We'll get to that. But you know what I mean. That wonderful liberation and growth moment. Or people have had it the other way many times. I've had it the other way many times where life goes, you know what, you've been banging your head up against this too much. Give me that. You're going to hurt yourself. And life says, God says, I'm going to give you a reboot now. Let me, let, me, let me take that away because you're, you're hurting yourself. And sometimes in that moment, it can feel really traumatic. But think about your life and think about the times that easy way or hard way life has told you, do it new. Thank God for those moments, easy way or hard way. Thank God for those moments because easy way or hard way, we grow. But in those moments, there's a temptation to just throw everything away, baby bath water, the whole thing. And start over. And in those moments, there is someone who will show up and try to sell you the new way to do it. 
You know what I mean? And it happens in religious circles and spiritual and self-helpy kind of circles. I keep coming up with new agreements. We started with four and now there's like 29. <laughs> because those books sell really well. They're good books, don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. There's always a new and improved way to relate to the universe, and it involves a new and improved set of rules. And if you turn on the TV late enough at night, someone will say, forget everything you know about slipcovers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they try to sell you slipcovers. In the secular world, in the religious world, in every kind of world, there is someone who will try to sell you a new and more complicated way of answering a very simple question. And the question is, what does it all mean or why? How? Who am I? These simple questions and someone will sell you a very complicated set of rules. And if you don't follow the rules, boy, you're just out of touch. It's exhausting. And sooner or later, we realize that, that that set of rules didn't fix anything. But by the time we might realize that, someone comes along to sell us more. And the question and the calling gets buried and buried and buried. And it might seem revolutionary to throw it all away and start over. But it's not revolutionary because we keep revolving around the same thing over and over again. The revolutionary moment is when we say, wait a minute, why? Wait a minute, what is this? Wait a minute, what if somebody's trying to tell me something and instead of throwing things away all the time, maybe if I just listen, maybe, just maybe, life's trying to tell me something. Maybe, just maybe, love's trying to tell me something. Maybe, just maybe, God has been talking all along and if I learn how to listen differently and just sit in it for a second, maybe there's a message. Guys, what if you don't have to run anymore? I'm here to tell you that there is something very simple that can happen. And that's what Jesus said with that quote. You know what we're going to do, he might have said? We're going to listen. You know what we're going to do? We're going to face it. You know what we're going to do? We are going to honor what is happening right now because it's simple. It's simple. Yeah, that's right, Bailey. It's very simple. Now, that's revolutionary because... As humanity developed, if you look back in the history of humanity, life feels very complicated very, very quickly. Imagine that you were just placed on planet Earth in some tribe somewhere, in the jungle or, you know, Detroit or whatever. There's a very complicated set of things that life is asking, and people are born, and people die, and people want to get together and have more babies, and there's food, and there's seasons, and the animals move around, and there's, I don't know, what this, where's this rain coming from, and volcanoes and everything, and there's a lot. And it's very tempting to develop a very complicated set of rules to deal with all of these various things in life. And if you look at the history of humanity, you see rules upon rules upon rules upon rules. So much so that now we look at some of the rules that govern our lives, and a lot of them don't even make sense. Why do we do that thing? Don't get me started. You know what I mean, right? And yet, science is discovering only very recently that there's a very small and simple set of principles that govern everything. And the smart people, the lab coat people, are the ones going, wait a minute, there's only a couple of rules here. What if we just get in touch with that? It's taken them a very long time to realize the sweet simplicity. It's something that over in the spiritual end of things we've known for a long time, it's okay, they'll catch up. And besides, we've got our own problems. Because as it turns out, in the course of spirituality of humanity, it's gone the other way. We start with a very simple idea, love each other. A very simple idea, Moses shows up, great, great hair, great robe, great look, 
And he says, God says don't kill each other. Yeah, but what about the people I really want to kill? All right, let's make some more rules. God says honor your father and mother. God says, you know what, take a day. That's not exactly the wording, but might as well. You know what, take a day. Yeah, but what about this? But what about this? And what about this? And the ego comes in and more and more rules get created to answer a very simple set of ways to be nice to each other. And the rules go and the rules go and the rules go. And it seems tempting to develop more rules. But as we realize how life works, adding complexity never helped anything get better. And in fact, when I add layers between me and God, it doesn't make me feel closer to God. It doesn't make me feel closer to love. What if there's a different way to do it? And in fact, that's what we've been told all along. Think about the stories that we know. So often the stories that we tell are stories of keep it simple, sweetie. Um, You know, that idea. Think about the story of the Tower of Babel where people are already in a position where they know God's here, but you know what? Let's build a tower. Let's use the power of our ego and our sophistication. It doesn't work out so well. The story of Icarus, the guy who decides to fly by building his wings out of wax. I don't think OSHA was consulted. And it doesn't work out so well. Over and over again, the idea that I can get to a place by using my ego, by adding complexity. Hmm never works. It's like there's a, something to learn there. I don't know, a message. What if it's simple? I know that life seems complicated. I know that there are moments when it feels like, look, I'm the only one in this situation who wants to get better. The desire is all me, and I've got to do this, and the desire is in here, and the complexity is out there. Life is very difficult. And so people read more books, and they go to more classes, and that's great. I teach classes. I write books. Do that. Find me on Amazon. But I know and you know that that ain't how this works. People decide that the desire is in here to get better and the complexity is out there. And if you live that way, it will never get better. Because if you really think about how the world works... It's not complicated. There's no right way for a waterfall to happen. There's no right way for the sun to shine. There's no right way to love. There's just love. And if love hurts, it ain't love that's doing the hurting. It's something like ego or fear or whatever. Love just loves. The sun just shines. Life out there isn't complicated. As it turns out, out there is not complicated. Complexity in my life is whatever I piled on because I was trying to keep myself safe from the unknown. That's how this works. As it turns out, there's no complexity out there. And the desire, it feels like it's a desire in me to get better, but the truth is that everything you want is God wanting you. It's the dream out there wanting you to come and play. It's about turning it completely around. Let me say that another way. When my kids were small and they started to learn how to dress themselves, there was about a 50-50 shot they put their shirts on backwards. They're kids. I mean, now I almost always nail it, but back then, (laughs) you know how it is. I can stick the landing on putting my T-shirt on right now. But back then, not so much, and my kids would show up with the T-shirt on backwards. What do you do in that moment? I can go, you are wrong, dummy. Gosh, I don't really want to meet Dr. Phil. So anyway, it doesn't work that way, you know? There's a different way to parent. 
I can decide that the child is wrong and I can make them feel bad. Or I can come up with a complicated set of rules about how you know when your shirt is on correctly. Well, are the kids just trying to put their shirt on right? Are the rules going to help? So what do you do as a parent? Now, Jenny and I, we came up with this. I don't know how we did it. I don't know where, if we got it from somewhere. I don't know. It just sort of evolved beautifully. And we'd see one of the kids with their shirt on backwards, and we'd say, you know what? You need a magic trick. So here's the magic trick. Pull your, pull your arms back inside. We'll switch it around. Abracadabra. Now put your arms back out. Magic trick. No fault. No blame. You just need a magic trick. Yay, abracadabra. And as we did that, once again, no fault, no blame, no complexity, just a moment of growth. As we did that, the kids got better at feeling, oh, it feels weird. My collar, the sleeves feel weird. Oh, you know what, Dad? I need a magic trick. And the kids would come up to us and ask for the magic trick. We wouldn't have to impose it upon them. Abracadabra. And sooner or later, hocus pocus, all of a sudden, nothing up my sleeves. The kids figured out how to put the shirts on right without anything having to happen. Life can be like that. That's all I'm trying to say. It's not good parenting to make the kid feel bad. So maybe we need to make ourselves uh, a little bit happier. Maybe we need to give ourselves a little bit more slack. Maybe it's not such a big deal if you put your shirt on backwards, metaphorically speaking. You just need a magic trick. You don't have to feel bad about it. And you know what? You don't have to build a complicated set of rules. And it's also bad parenting to go, ooh, your shirt's on backwards. Let me put some sweatshirts on you and a jacket and a hat so nobody sees. We live in Florida. Layers are not an option. But it doesn't work that way. But you know exactly what I'm trying to say. Because there are those people who are confronted with some basic problem, need, yearning, and they cover it up with layers of stuff and layers of stuff and layers of stuff. And after a while, those layers just make me forget what the question was in the first place. And yet, just like Edgar Allan Poe's telltale heart, sooner or later that beat happens. Something calls. Life wants to live in you. Love wants to happen. Sooner or later, we come to a place where the armor comes off and we listen because life is not that complicated. We just have to learn how to listen. You ever heard of a south-pointing chariot? Sounds like a Grateful Dead album, but <laughs> a south-pointing chariot, you ever heard of that? You know what it is? In Asian cultures, thousands of years ago, they would build these things, the south-pointed chariot. And the idea was, imagine like a Ben-Hur kind of a number with two wheels pulled by a horse or whatever, and it would have this pointer. And no matter how you turn the chariot, the pointer would always point south because of a very complicated differential gear and a very sophisticated way of calibrating that. So no matter where you went and how you turned and all of that stuff, that pointer would always point south. Now, if you're mechanically inclined at all, you're trying to get your head around how in the world that would work, and you're like me going, oh, I'm glad that's not on the test because that's very sophisticated. The more you think about it, the more difficult that machine would be to build, and yet they built them all the time. You can find them in the tombs of some emperor or another. Over and over again, they built these south-pointed chariots, and they were beautiful and sophisticated and elegant, and what an amazing thing. Even now, thousands of years later, it's hard to get your head around how that would really work, and yet they didn't work very well. That's the thing. They didn't work very well. Sooner or later, on the battlefield or on the journey, you'd have to calibrate it again because there's too many variables. What if you turn left more than you turn right? What if the ground's uneven? What if stuff? we got to recalibrate. Somebody look at the sun. As it turns out, the universe can already tell you where south is. 
There's a million ways. Even then, when they built these things, they knew about magnets. They could make compasses. Even then, back then, they knew to look at the stars or the coastline or a landmark. As it turns out, there's a million ways to get your act together right outside your ego. Or you can get really caught up in building a sophisticated machine that doesn't work half as well as the thing that's already there. You could have gone home all the time, Dorothy. Look at your life. Maybe there's a south-pointed chariot in there somewhere. It happens. It happens. What if there is a very simple set of things? What if it's about looking past what we want to see and into something that wants to see us? What if life will tell you if you learn where to look? One day, my son was probably three or four, and he was being bad. It happens. And I didn't do the right thing. I didn't have a good parenting moment. I had a lazy parenting moment. Instead of saying, okay, little guy, we're going to redirect your behavior, and let's talk about our feelings, and, and maybe we'll sing a song. Get my guitar out. You know, I didn't do any of those things that you're supposed to do. It wasn't a Wiggles moment. Instead, I took the easy way, the lazy way out, and I said, if you keep doing this, mom's going to get mad at you. I threw my wife under the bus, 100%. Not proud of it, but it absolutely happened. I made her the bad guy. Secretly, I didn't want her to get mad at me either, but we won't talk about that. You do this, mom's going to get mad. And I thought that would be the end of it. And my little boy, who was smarter than me then and is smarter than me now, looked up at me and he said, but I want mommy to be mad at me. Now, in that moment, you have some choices. You can examine his scalp and look for the number six repeated three times. <laughs> You can do all kinds of things. It's easy to get to that moment, and you're laughing because you have a story like that where you had to deal with a little person or maybe a not-so-little person. There are people in your life who go, you know what, your rules don't apply to me. I'm doing it this way. Tough luck. And you can get to that moment with a little person or a big person and go, you know what, we're at a stalemate. Keep abusing me. Or you can run from that person, or you can fight against that person. I've tried all of those things, and maybe you have too. And you know, just like I, because we're all experts in this, that none of those things work. Sooner or later, you will have to deal with that person in that situation again. All of a sudden, my bad parenting moment turned into a slightly better parenting moment because I realized something. Wait a minute. I can't have a stalemate with my boy. God put me in this guy's life for a reason, so we're going to figure this out. And I realized in that moment what he's really saying is, I just want to get through to somebody. I want to make an emotional connection, don't we all? Now, I can fight that and pound it into the ground, and that desire doesn't get addressed. Or I can say, wait a minute, there's something beyond here. What if we found a more empowering way to relate to each other? Yeah, you want to get a rise out of your mom. Not so healthy. But you want to connect to somebody. Well, we all do. So let's find a positive way to do that. Let's figure out how love works right now. This is the truth about each and every one of us. People do the craziest things in the outer, the nuttiest things in the outer, and you've got stories and I've got stories of stuff that people did to you, even though they really only did it to themselves, and things that you did too. <laughs> you have those quiet moments at night when you're just trying to go to sleep and you remember, oh, that thing I did in fifth grade, oh, or yesterday, <laughs> or both. You can beat yourself up for that if you want. It's kind of fun in a weird, cathartic kind of way, but it doesn't help. 
Or you can say, beyond the outer things, there was an inner thing. People do the nuttiest things in the outer for internally valid reasons. Which will you dwell on? I'm going to say that again. People do the nuttiest things in the outer for internally valid reasons. Which will you dwell on? You can get caught up in the behavior or you can find what the call is beyond the appearances. People do crazy things because they want love or because they don't want to be alone or because they're afraid or because who knows why. Will you be part of the punishment or part of the healing? That's your choice. And as you think about your choice, think about yourself. Because my experience is people are the toughest on themselves in this process. Yeah, you did that whatever thing it is that you feel bad about. But if you really think about it, you did it because you wanted love. You wanted to connect. You wanted an answer. You wanted to break through. You wanted something that is absolutely appropriate to want. Just don't do it that way anymore. That's all. Nobody's judging it. Do it different. Listen instead of to the outer, listen to the call of your heart. And it won't lead you wrong. As it turns out, life can be very simple if you let it be. I know life is complicated and it seems like if, if I'm going to deal with all of the stuff and the mortgage and the bills and people and everything and, and I don't even know how selfies work and what is this thing and all of this stuff. We can cope with the complexity of life by adding complexity, by being complicated. We can cope with a tough life by going, I'm going to get tougher too. Does that make life better for anybody? Congratulations, you just made the world tougher. And we have enough. Enough. No more of that. Life is not one of those training montages where Sylvester Stallone is chopping wood and he's ready to fight Drago. It doesn't work that way. It's a cool movie, but it doesn't work that way. Life isn't a training montage. Life is a release. You don't have to learn something that you don't know yet because your heart knows what love looks like already. It's time to think about it differently. It's time to stop trying to break and start trying to ask. <clears throat> when they looked at the original iPhone, when they were trying to invent that, they didn't invent the smartphone. There were quote-unquote smartphones, and because my wife is very patient with me, she let me spend too much money on a lot of very complicated devices. And the one I had right before the iPhone was the size of a brick and just about as effective. I'll let that sit for a minute. And it was weird, and it was expensive, and it was dumb, and it did all these things, and just getting from like your address book to your email was a complicated set of business transactions. You know what I mean? And they weren't good. And the people at Apple, Steve Jobs and whoever, they looked at this thing on the table, this smartphone, and they said, it's complicated, and it's not effective, and it's expensive, and all of that stuff. Now, they had a choice. They could say, you know what? We're not making phones because phones are dumb. We're rejecting it. Where would Apple be without the iPhone? Or they could go, you know what we need to do is add more complexity. Let's have it do other stuff. Let's make it like a Swiss army knife. And people will get so caught up in all the cool stuff that the box says it can do that they won't even remember that it doesn't work. But then Apple realized that that's what Microsoft does anyway, so they let them do that. <laughs> Boy, we, we got nerdy today. Um, but you know it's true. But instead of that, they said, how can we make this simple? Stop trying to break it and start trying to ask it. Whatever it is in your life, 
You don't have to rebel against it. You don't have to throw it away. You don't have to add more rules to it. Ask it. What is it that you're trying to tell me? Deep inside, what is the love in you and the love in me? How can we connect deep inside? How can I simplify and take things away instead of beating myself up about what I don't have? How can I find what is already there? There is a dream in you that wants to come true. Maybe it's buried under layers of complexity. I get it. You're not alone. But the dream calls. And the answer is simple. Jesus said, love each other. And that feels complicated sometimes because what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. There's a reason we're married, boys and girls. So let me make it even simpler. When you're in love, you jump in. You do a thing. Love is a power that moves. They call it falling in love because you're not working under your own steam, right? So find something you can give yourself to. Find something that you can jump into. Don't be afraid. The worst thing that can happen is you learn. Okay, that's what I'm here to do anyway. Find something and maybe you dip in and it doesn't work out, so shake it off and try again. Find something and you dip in and maybe it doesn't work out, so you shake it off and you try it again. But sooner or later, you put your whole self in and it turns you around because the hokey pokey is what it's all about. (laughs) I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding because this is simple. This is a song that you've been singing since you were a kid. It's not the hokey pokey song. It's a song your heart sings. Life is simple. Just find something to love. Something, someone, some situation. Doesn't matter what, but give yourself to something and follow where it leads. That's the beginning of everything. It's the beginning of a happy life, and it's the beginning of freedom. Because, after all, freedom is a choice. Thank you. This is Dieter Randolph, and I just want to thank you for listening to that Sunday lesson, and I want to thank you for being part of our virtual church family. If you'd like to know more about what we're doing at Water and Stone Church, the easiest thing to do is go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There's all kinds of amazing content. There's blog posts and videos and other episodes of this podcast and just all kinds of great things. And especially there's a calendar of events. We're always doing amazing uh, service projects in the community, all kinds of classes and services. Go to our website and find out how you can be a part of it. You can also text I am ready to 84576. That's all one word, I A M R E A D Y to 84576. It's a great way to get a once a week message about what we're up to. That's how we do our newsletter and special events and stuff like that. It's a great way to be in the loop. This podcast and everything that we do at Water and Stone is supported by you. And what that means is There's a lot of little things you can do to help us keep the lights on around here. If you go to the website, once again, waterandstonechurch.com, you can find out how to give electronically. You can find out how to shop at Amazon in such a way that benefits the church at no extra cost to you. Really and truly, though, the best way to support what we're doing is to help spread the word. Repost this. Tweet it. Like it on Facebook. Find our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter. We've got two amazing YouTube channels. Go find those and like and subscribe and share. That's huge for us. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes or whatever, please give us a five-star review. That really helps as well. But at the end of the day, 
there's nothing like being there with us in person. Come join us at 11 a.m. every Sunday at the beautiful Harbor Hall. That's part of the University of South Florida's St. Pete campus. The street address is 1000 Third Street South in St. Petersburg, Florida. Every Sunday at 11 a.m., there is a sense of family, a feeling of community, an uplifting lesson, music like you've never heard anywhere, and a life-changing message. It's time for a new life for you and a new world for all of us.